with Ryan Shumpert, BrentHubsVolquist.com, as we get you ready for Tennessee and South Carolina in a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three-game tilt with a lot on the line for, for both teams, a lot going on as you start to think about postseason play. Ryan, I'm going to start with this one right out of the gate. I've looked at all the numbers. I've looked at their season. I just can't figure this South Carolina team out, to be honest with you. Um, they scored 32 runs last week against Kentucky. The three previous weekends, they scored 26 runs uh, in nine games. So tell me, tell me, what am I missing about this team? What's the story on this team? Well, inconsistency is the biggest story of this team, and, and you named it. It seemed like they were completely reeling going into last week against Kentucky. You lose three straight series. Now it's Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, so good teams, but got swept to Ole Miss when Ole Miss wasn't playing very well. So very up and down. And, and yeah, like you said, against Kentucky, they were just absolutely dominant against the Kentucky team who frankly has more to play for than probably, you know, just much anybody in the SEC because they were right there in the bubble and South Carolina was a great opportunity for them to get some high level RPI wins. But I think a lot of South Carolina's inconsistency goes to their lineup. They have good power hit the fifth most home runs in SEC this year. Wes Clark, 20 home runs is tied for the lead, but not a whole lot of uh, on base percentage, not a whole lot of high batting averages. No one on the team hitting over 300. They rank 13th in the SEC with a 252 team average and then 12th. They're not like Tennessee where they're kind of middle of the pack batting average and then real high on base percentage, just 12th in the league on base percentage. So I think that's where a lot of inconsistencies boil down to because when you, when you dive into it, their pitching is really a little more firm than I expected it would be. It's like you said, you have that potential for a lot of really big weekends for this offense and they certainly have a lot of firepower but at the same time consistency has not been a theme for them certainly they're not a juggernaut but they do feel like they're a dangerous baseball team they've got all the components there which I guess goes back to what you're talking about with the inconsistency but they do pitch it well enough to win most weekends in the SEC don't they they do and they've really done it non-traditional wise now they've had Brandon Jordan and Thomas Farr have started most weekend series for them, but it's not been, they moved them around on the days. It's not just been, we're going to ride with you on Friday. We're going to ride with you on Saturday. And, and both those guys are solid. Jordan has a 3.66 ERA. Farr has a 3.68. So two guys that are really solid and what they figured out, it seems like over the last week, and it might be an interesting development is Brett Carey has been by far their best bullpen arm. 1.80 ERA. They've used him in the bullpen all season long. They've, like a lot of teams, struggled to find a third starting pitcher. Last weekend against Kentucky, they say, well, let's, let's give him the opportunity. And he was fantastic. Nine uh, shutout innings, just gave up four hits, no walks while striking out 10. So they seem to have two really solid arms that have been consistent and kept them in games, like you said, all, all season long. And then you see a guy in Brett Carey that maybe they figured something out. Weekend guy gives them another really dynamic arm and, uh, gives them a really solid top to bottom, a really strong weekend rotation. Dumb question here. Tennessee's on the road going to face a hundred percent crowd for the first time all season long in a road venue. We've seen what it can do for Tennessee at the home venue. Obviously that crowd last week against Arkansas was intense. There was a lot of tension and intensity in, in, in the stadium. Is it a big deal that, that Tennessee's facing this on the road for the first time? Or do you think that, it's a little bit of, a, of an overhyped thing that the tension last weekend was more about two really good teams uh, going at each other more than it was the environment surrounding them. 
Both. I think last weekend was such just a mixture of a lot of things because you had the fact that Tennessee baseball, like we've talked about, hasn't been anything. And it's the first weekend that it's opened up and obviously a, a ton of new excitement for the program, I think, funneled in kind of to a different and special environment at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And I'm sure the environment will be really good at South Carolina this weekend. They have a great ballpark and a great fan base but I don't expect it to affect Tennessee a whole lot. Maybe it's a boost for South Carolina an extra addition, but this is a Tennessee team that's kind of savored playing on the road all season. They started at Georgia Southern, kind of got that mentality, the kind of attacker mentality that they've had all year. They had it from the beginning on the road, tough series. And I think you'll kind of see that this weekend. I think playing in a full capacity will just feed that even more that Tennessee is going to play into the crowd, kind of play into the villain role that in a way they've kind of found themselves in this season. If you just said going into last weekend, Tennessee was going to get the pitching performances they got out of Will Heflin and, and Blade Tidwell, you just said you would believe Tennessee would have won that series. They didn't, obviously, but that was the high watermarks for me coming out of the series was how those two guys in, pitched. I want to ask about Tidwell. We, we know Heflin has been good after Friday night losses, and, you know, he's a veteran guy. You, you kind of know what you're getting there. Has Is it – inaccurate or is it accurate to say Tidwell has figured it out is it just that he's through the freshman wall and he's settled in or is it just he's risen to the competition and that's his biggest challenge is to be able to do that consistently week in and week out I think it's kind of the second one I think he's through the freshman wall a little bit I wouldn't completely say he has things figured out yet he's been really good the last few starts but I think when you're talking about a guy that throws the ball upper 90s and has filthy off-speed stuff, figuring it out means, you know, you're going to be really, really dominant pretty consistently. And I don't think that's necessarily the case for Tidwell, but he's been really good. And I think a lot of that is just being a freshman. I don't think he did a whole lot of uh, preparation going into matchups in high school. He's used to being the best guy every single time he's out there, can just blow stuff by guys. And that's something he talked about after his start on Sunday. He's had to learn how to watch film, learn how to prepare for SEC hitters. And it's, it's completely different. So I think you're seeing that a little bit. And then I think you're just seeing his confidence soar as he's kind of getting through more outings, has good outings. And because that was kind of the concern for him, or I guess where you saw him struggle in that month stretch was once things went bad, it, it kind of, he was shaky and he would lose it quickly. You've seen in the past few weeks, he's had, didn't happen against Arkansas, but two weeks before he gave up early runs. It wasn't a big deal. He struck that off and, and had really good outings and an off speed pitch, which, here at length is the big thing for him when he has that clicking when he can throw that for strikes early in counts he's really really good and, and much more effective when he doesn't have to rely on the fastball that's what we especially saw against Arkansas he had that thing going probably the best since that Georgia start to open SEC play where he was really really good so he is starting to figure it out I wouldn't say completely he's got it figured out but I think he's through that freshman wall and uh, certainly consistency can, seems to be a major improvement for him is this offense peaking for this team I think so. When, when you look at what the best bats in the lineup are doing, Max Ferguson, really, really hot. Jordan Beck hit two home runs this weekend, carries it over to a great midweek performance. And really the past three weeks, he's figured it out. I mean, he was down, I guess, in that A&M series. He was hitting about 220, and he's back up to hitting 270 in that 280 range. So those two guys, obviously the talent's there. They're hitting it really well. The consistency hasn't stopped with Liam Spence and Jake Rucker. And then you uh, you throw in um, Drew, Drew Gilbert, who another guy that was slumping earlier in the season, hitting the ball better now. Connor Pavoloni back from injury and 
that was something, you know, was impressive. I guess it didn't come in, in the biggest moments last weekend, but a guy that was struggling for so long this season at the plate was starting to figure it out right before injury was missed two and a half weeks. I'm just kind of thinking it's going to be a restart with him in that process. He came out and hit really well against Vanderbilt. He didn't have any extra base hits, but I think five hits in two games. So, uh, I do think this team is starting to peak mainly because of what its best bats and its highest potential bats have started to do. All right. For Tennessee to win a championship, they obviously got to have help. South Carolina's thoughts of play are playing for a region, maybe a regional host opportunity. Is South Carolina got more on the line here this weekend in Tennessee, or do you think this is just another classic? Both teams have a lot to play for because this conference is so daggum good. Well, they, they both certainly have a lot to play for. And I would almost say, from one perspective, the post or excuse me, the championship perspective, Tennessee's playing for an SEC championship this weekend. That's be the first time they could do it since 1997. And, you know, on the surface, that's a huge deal. But this Tennessee team kind of continues to downplay that. And I'm sure that's something they want to win. But Tony Vitello just kind of pointed out uh, yesterday post game talking about all these other programs we're competing with, a division title doesn't mean anything to them. I understand that it means something to us because that's where our program's at, but that's not really our focus. Jordan Beck, when a media member told him they were playing for an SEC's title this week, and he was said that's the first he'd heard of it. So it seems like Tennessee isn't making a big deal out of that, and it's more postseason completely focused. And from a postseason perspective, I think there's no doubt this series means more to South Carolina. They were able to make that – 20-team regional potential uh, host cut despite losing those three straight series that we talked about early. You know, they were probably down at the bottom of that list in 19 and 20. They get the sweep over Kentucky, and all of a sudden they're right in the, the fixture of that. They'd be able to get a regional host, and I think a series win over Tennessee this weekend would go a really long way for the Gamecocks to bring postseason baseball back to Founders Park. All right, two things before we get out the door. One on this series, give me the biggest or the two biggest keys for Tennessee this weekend, you think, or, or in this three-game set. Well, it's, it's maybe an easy way out because it's something that's so big every weekend, but I think it's going to be hitting with runners in scoring position. The South Carolina team, they don't walk a ton of batters. They have given up the least amount of home runs all season or long in SEC play. So I think you're not going to see maybe quite as much power from Tennessee, and you're going to need to see them find a way to get hits, piece hits together, which if there's been a weakness of this team, I think they've been inconsistent at doing that. They haven't been bad at doing that, but they haven't had to do it every weekend. I think this is going to be – a challenge against a good South Carolina pitching staff for them to do it this weekend. And then on the pitching side of things, I think it's all about a bounce back weekend for the bullpen. The bullpen wasn't bad last weekend. Sean Hunley was really good, but like me and Ben talked about on, on the around the horn, wrapping things up, South Carolina or Arkansas, excuse me, scores run runs in seven of the nine uh, final three innings of those three games. They score over half their runs all weekend in those three innings against Tennessee's bullpen. And again, it was nobody getting really hit around bad, but you need to see more consistency from Camden Sewell. You need to see more consistency from Kirby Cannell, who's a guy that's quietly kind of starting to struggle a little bit over the past few weeks. So I think you have confidence in what the starting pitching staff can do. It's about being sharp in the bullpen and then getting the timely hits. This time next week, we'll be talking about it. Well, before this time next week, we'll be talking about SEC tournament. We'll see how Tennessee and Coach Vitello want to play that. That's a topic for a different day, and we'll have that discussion coming up next week. But I want to close with this. Your thoughts on uh, the reports out from Kendall Rogers that the, the NCAA is going to open this thing up to full capacity um, for regionals and super regional play. 
for, for everybody in Knoxville and, and for the Tennessee administration and Tony Vitello, who's trying to sell what this thing could look like, you know, moving forward. It, it's got to be a it's got to be a blessing for everybody involved. Right. It's a blessing for everybody in the whole entire sport. You know, it's something I think everyone kind of didn't understand or I mean, understood, but thought this is something we should be able to be past. And for Tennessee in, in particular, I think it's just great news because that was kind of the back of the weekend. It was, man, what an awesome environment. What an awesome series. It's a dang shame. This isn't this isn't place isn't going to be back to 100 percent the rest of the season in the postseason. To the points you said, it's going to be another example for Tony Vitello to show his program and to build his program and show what the fan support can be like behind him when this team and this program is at its best. And another example of why he thinks Tennessee can, should expand Lindsey Nelson Stadium and that they can fill up a, a bigger capacity and have one of the best atmospheres in the SEC. Well, that's certainly something for Danny White and his administration to look at and discuss uh, at a little bit later date. Up first for Tennessee, though, is a big three-game set against South Carolina to close out the regular season of SEC play. Full coverage for you coming up throughout this three-game set, and then obviously we'll have full coverage next week as Tennessee enters into postseason play. For Ryan Shumpert, I'm Brent Hubbs, VolQuest.com.